0: Here we go. We didn't come to play. We came to say that we are. I don't know passionistas hey hey what do you say we are passionistas okay I just made that up I, just, oh, I was like is that a thing that that's I... I don't know if you I don't know if you knew this t- uh I was about to call you Tara <laughs> yes and I don't know if you knew this Laura but uh I actually have two music degrees Ooh, two music degrees you
1: may not know this about me but I also have two music <laughs> degrees. So, you know. I'm, and look how far they've gotten us. So, <laughs> so fucking far. <laughs>
0: you know what's funny?
1: You know, we're just excelling. Let me, look, before we get into this, let's, like, let, let's introduce ourselves. Hey, everybody. I'm LaTara. And I am not Tara. I am Laura. <laughs>
0: and, and this is Passion's, Passions Podcast. Podcast. And I just want to say, Laura, I... Speaking of having a mu- having two music degrees, I say it with such disdain. <laughs> I do to people all the time. I'm like, I have two music degrees. Yeah. Like, what can I do? What can I do? Soon to be three. <laughs> 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 oh, God. I am going back to school, but I am going to get myself a, a third music degree. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this one will be more useful than the last uh, two. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. They've, they've been kind of useful. They've, they've, there are worse things. There are much worse things. They're I mean, I've things. been able to get
1: jobs. Yeah. So, be able to feed yourself, clothe yourself, pay for rent. So, there's yeah. that.
0: All right, everybody. We're talking about episodes 306 through 310 of Passions. Yes.
1: And I think this is episode 42 of this season. Is that right? That sounds right. Yeah. Wow.
0: We're, we're winding down here. We're going to wind down our, because we're going to, we've decided that the podcast is going to be 50 episodes per season. We talked about that, right? I have no memory of this. We definitely (laughs) talked about it. You you just don't remember. We definitely talked about it. Yeah, my
1: brain doesn't work. So, like, I have no memory, but okay. okay.
0: Yeah, no, I was like, (laughs) we need to come up with a number that, because the seasons of the show are so long, and it doesn't even matter, to be honest. Right. Because everything just runs into the next thing. Right. So, anyway, that's that. You ready to to talk about this (laughs) shit? Let's talk about this shit.
1: Uh, Today, we're going to start by talking about Magic. And uh, I will preface this summary by saying that I did not watch the majority of the snaky (laughs) parts because I legit have a phobia. Um, So, so, however, based on what I heard, (laughs) this is the summary. Nice. (laughs) So when I wrote this, I forgot that you don't all live inside of my head and don't know that I call snakes uglies because I don't even like the word. Like, I really, truly (laughs) have a phobia about this. So... Here is my summary based on what I heard and what I believe to be true. Nice. Miguel and Kay discover they are getting naked in the snake shed when the rest of the kids hear their screams. Wreaths teaches us that they are black mambas the most deadly uglies of all. When Miguel's certain death is upon him, he calls out to Charity and tells her that she is the love of his life. And their bond of love breaks through the curse of the evil pendant. Charity struggles with an internal battle, which she loses. Somehow Miguel and Kay end up escaping the shed anyway, and Miguel removes the pendant from around Charity's neck. Then, nice Charity doesn't remember any uglies, and so Kay assumes she is responsible for the whole ordeal.
0: Is that right? Yeah. Great. That's pretty much right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Cool. You're going to have to fill in some blanks for me. I mean, to be honest, it was, like, really dark. You You couldn't really see the snakes that well. I'm not saying you should have watched it, but no. I'm saying I barely watched it, to be honest. Like, because yeah. you couldn't even, you could hardly even see anything. Yeah. So let's start from the top. Okay. <laughs> so remember, evil Charity, Tabitha and Timmy have filled this shed with uglies. <laughs> 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 have filled the shed with sticks. And then Charity, like, enchanted the hole, I guess. And it, every time a stick passed through it, it would turn into a snake.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And so... Before Kay and Miguel recognize that they're in a shake, a shake shed, a snake shed, um, (laughs) the snake shack, Kay tries to convince Miguel that charity is dangerous. Mm -hmm. She 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 says, like, Miguel, I want to talk to you about charity. And she tells him earlier tonight, I saw her talking to a tree. to be with Kay. I really hate being with k because i hate this bitch i don't like her but she did see her yelling at a tree in a weird voice yeah she did and
1: we don't talk about it now in this moment but later on she does throw back to the i think charity's an alien thing We finally come, which back is to good because we were asking about that i think last week when we recorded yeah uh, so that is still in the in the, the back of her mind
0: So she tries to convince him that something's like wrong with her and maybe she needs some help. And he's like, nothing's wrong with charity and she's definitely not dangerous. He kind of blows her off. Um, Then he goes back to looking for lanterns. That's what they're in there for. And Kay's like, Oh, it's really hot in here, Miguel. Why don't you take off your shirt? And he's like, good idea. Kay. What? (laughs)
1: Good idea. And so he does. And I think they find the lanterns, but then they have to start looking for oil. And then does Kay pretend to sprain her ankle so that she can, like, get clo- physically close to Miguel? Or does she I, twist her ankle for real?
0: You know, I thought, I didn't think that she had made that up. I thought she did it for real, but she may, I didn't even think about that. She may have just kind of faked it. I mean, it sounded
1: really fake. Again, I wasn't watching.
0: Yeah, well, so. she probably did fake it because yeah. she, like, I roll, she twists her ankle. And Miguel then helps her up and he kind of picks her, he picks her up and carries her over to, like, a sofa. And Wait, wait, wait. A sofa? Yeah. There was like a love, it was like a love seat. (laughs) What? Yeah. It was like a love seat. In like the the shed? shed? Yeah. But it was, it was, I imagine it was just like an old sofa that they're putting in, they put in there for storage. Like they just didn't put it out. I don't know. I don't know. Or or maybe it was like wicker furniture or something. Okay. But it was, it was definitely like a love seat. A love seat. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, and so he carries. I didn't think anything of it. I don't know. People put stuff in their sheds. I guess so. We never shit.
1: had a shed, so I don't.
0: I don't know. We about, did, and it had yeah. all kinds of shit in it. Okay. It was horrifying. It was a horrifying place. It was a, definitely a place where people go to die. I <laughs> <laughs> did not care for it at all. But anyway, um, but also my mom has a shed, and she there's like a spare bed in there. There's like some mm. shit in there. So yeah, okay, so keep, that's normal. Yeah. All right. So anyway. Uh, they get over to the love seat in the shack and that's when they realize, oh my God, we're surrounded by snakes. That had so much more emotion than Miguel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Miguel. Oh my God. We're surrounded by snakes. Beep, boop, beep. (laughs) I do think he at
1: least, he at least was like, oh my God, we're surrounded by snakes. (laughs) It's that thing where the end of every line goes down. We're surrounded by snakes. I love you, Charity. Uh oh. Kay, what's wrong with your ankle? Charity <laughs> is not dangerous. We need oil for the
0: lanterns. Oil, please. <laughs> oil. Oil can. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Going, going on. Miguel is the tin man. Miguel is the fucking the tin Miguel's man. Miguel is the tin man. Except, I guess, except he has like a giant heart. I guess, But that was the whole point wasn't it that the tin man always had the the biggest heart, even That's though he right. thought he was hollow. The tin man was always a himbo. Miguel is a Miguel is the tin man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, going on moving forward, moving on. So they're inside screaming and, Miguel picks up a pi- a pillow, and he's, like, knocking the snakes away from them. He's trying to knock them away. Meanwhile, Kay's, like, not doing anything to help. Like, pick up a pillow, bitch. Well, Fight we for also, your life.
1: We also learn that Kay is terrified of, of snakes, yeah. much much like myself. Mm. Hmm. Although when I see one, I run away and cry and then want to throw up. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah oh. Simone makes a point to tell us that – just thinking. Sorry, just thinking about it is really making me not oh, feel no. well.
1: Oh no. Okay.
0: All right. We're gonna make it through this. We're, We're almost gonna make there. It through. It. We're not, almost there, I'm, and then they're gonna disappear. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> You're not gonna. You are not you gonna cry. Me? You're not gonna Do you see me right cry.
1: Now? I literally have tears in my eyes. Just thinking about okay. this. Okay. Let me let
0: me finish it up. Okay. okay.
1: So <laughs> no, but we learned that Kay is terrified of snakes, so I understand if she's like frozen in fear.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Miguel's like hitting the snakes off, hitting, hitting, hitting. Meanwhile, Simone and Reese hear their screams and they run over to the the shed the shed. I keep wanting to say shack. Because I said snake shack because of <laughs>
1: Shake Shack. <laughs>
0: yeah, That's why shack. it made me think of that. Um they run over to it and they see inside that they are being attacked by all of these snakes. But they can't get the door open. The door is locked, they can't get it open. OK, so please remember that. Please remember they cannot get that door open and that they tried. Then Reese tells Simone to go call the fire department. He's on his palm pilot trying to figure out what kind of snakes they are. And he learns that they are black mambas, which are they the most deadly is that what he says they are one of the most deadly snakes they've Mm -hmm. and their venom can kill you in a matter of minutes and uh that they are also a sign of evil in mythology Mm -hmm. yep Hmm. yep 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 and he goes they're they're um indigenous to africa so how'd they get here and he's trying to figure it out meanwhile charity's just kind of standing there she's Cause she's evil and we know this, but the evil charity's trying to pretend to be good charity. <laughs> right. And so, she, so I guess the demons think that charity would just stand there. Well, they're not wrong. The <laughs> demons are correct. Charity would just stand there.
1: Charity would just stand there. She would at least cry. Well, she did. I watched the part where she cried t- on this one when she had her little
0: struggle like, I oh, love you, but that, Yeah, but th- before that, oh. she, you know, she's trying to pretend like she cares. Yeah. But she can't she can't muster mm-hmm. anything. But anyway, Miguel is, like, fighting off these snakes inside. Everybody's watching. Tabitha and Tim, everybody's just watching. And uh, then Miguel starts saying, Charity, I want you to know something. If I don't make it out of this, I want you to know I love you. Beep, boop, beep.
1: You were, and always will be, the love of my life. Beep beep
0: boop beep boop, <laughs> beep boop beep. He robotically <laughs> tells her how much he loves her, and that how much he could couldn't imagine his life without her, and all of this shit. And that makes the pendant start to go on the fritz because real charity's starting to bleed through, mm-hmm. right? And that's this battle. So th-
1: literally, the power of their love can defeat this evil this great evil in the world. But I think that Miguel fighting off the snakes distracts them and kind of impedes their bond. And Mm -hmm. so we spend some time with charity battling, um, but she ends up losing the fight. So it's like, then why did we do any of this anyway? Because then Evil Charity breaks through and is like, well, we need to burn down the shed because this I don't know why, because the snakes were doing their job. I, th- I thought, well, I, I don't know, whatever. So Charity is like, we need to burn down the shed. Timmy, Tabitha, go find matches. But literally earlier that night, she was th- shooting fireballs at them. Yep. So why didn't she just fireball the shed? Uh,
0: Laura. <laughs> These are questions to which there are no answers. <laughs> yeah. No, I I have nothing to add to that. I think I wrote almost the exact same thing where it was like she tells them that, that they have to set the shed on fire and that Timmy and Tabitha have to do it, but she can shoot fire out of her hands. So why doesn't she just do that? Why do we do all of this? Right. Why do we do all this? Meanwhile, t- Tabitha is
1: just standing there like rubbing her hands together and like, ooh, I love all these evil things. And Timmy's like, I can't find the matches. And then Tabitha's <laughs> like. I can't either like they don't even try like Timmy and Tabitha aren't actually evil Charity can actually shoot fireballs the snakes are I don't know what they're doing I'm just like what is this and then, so then, and then they get out well Miguel gets a hold of a fire extinguisher and freezes the snake oh is that what he does ah, 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 I, didn't, yeah. I no you didn't, it, so you didn't I had no clue I had no he freezes him <them. laughs> <laughs> oh that's disgusting
0: he takes Ugh. Takes a fire extinguisher and then he starts spraying the snakes and they start to freeze.
1: <laughs> and I was like, "Is that how that shit works?" I don't know. It's not
0: dry ice. It's but, like a, it's like a foam. I thought it was like an exo- Like yeah, like I thought it was like a uh, retardant, yeah. right? Like that- it retards the snakes, <laughs>
1: so they slow down and appear to be frozen.
0: Oh god, I thought it was a fire retardant. But anyway, <laughs> he freezes the snakes. <laughs> i'm sorry that shit cracked me up i
1: had no idea that happened (laughs) oh
0: god and then these two people burst from the shed they just they just walk right out to be honest they run out but like he doesn't have to knock down the door nothing they just open the fucking door which is why i stress to you that the door was locked and nobody could get in (laughs) was it locked from the inside like did Kay lock the door
1: no i think charity did oh Girl, I give up. I give up. I <laughs> but, give up. Either but, way, Kay and McNeil escape. Uh, Charity doesn't have any memory of the snakes. Uh, Miguel goes to hug her and is like, "Oh my god, that pendant is really warm." Takes it off from around her neck. I started watching at this point, mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm. and so the and so the evil pendant has been thwarted yet again.
0: Yeah. Here's a question. I don't. I don't know. Why did he take it off? Just because it was warm? I guess. It must have been very warm. I just that's just so odd to me. Well, this is an odd show. Yeah. Well, (laughs) anyway, he takes it off and he's holding it. And once again, remember this fucking pendant. Every time somebody touched it, it would turn them evil. Like it pushed evil feelings and thoughts into their minds and shit. Now, all of a sudden, it only works for charity. Well, Miguel has no mind. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but his heart he has nothing but empty space
0: but his heart his heart is
1: too big he's the tin man his he can't be corrupted it
0: can corrupt his heart he's our sweet sweet himbo i love him kind of sometimes sometimes i uh, know i don't he's getting on my nerves <laughs> no i don't and then he miguel, was, miguel he, defeated death M- multiple times <laughs> he keeps he keeps defeating death he he's he <clears throat> is the um the per the man that death fears he <laughs> he's the baba yega yeah right
1: <laughs> he's john wick He's john wick miguel is <laughs> john, john wick
0: <laughs> <laughs> john wick for passion <laughs> harmony this time is personal anyway whatever the sticks the the, the snakes turn back into sticks Reese goes in the sheds like there are no black bombas in there, only sticks, but we all saw snakes. Everybody saw the fucking snakes Mm -hmm. and nobody is alarmed as alarmed about this as they fucking should be right. Nobody is as alarmed about it as they fuck as they should be because either we all have eaten the same hallucinogenic and are have had the exact same hallucination or something fucking crazy is going. On. Actually, both of those things are fucking crazy. Yeah.
1: both. Well, and here's, so the kids go inside and tell Sam and Grace what happened. And Sam goes out to the shed and is like, yeah, it's just a bunch of sticks. Are you sure? And all the kids are like, yeah, we all saw snakes. And Charity's like, well, I don't remember seeing any snakes. And they all are like, oh, okay, well, I guess they weren't, there weren't snakes. And then they'd like read their horoscopes.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. And
1: Kay, and Kay pull Simone aside and it's like, this is charity. We all saw it. She's pretending that she didn't. I think that her alien friends dropped those snakes in the shed to freak us out and then beamed us up. And Simone's like, girl, do you hear what you're saying? But I
0: would be, I'm with Kay on this one. Yeah, the, I I'm mean, with Kay on yeah. this one. Cause what, yeah. what the fuck happened? She was, she was in the shed. Right. She knows she saw snakes. Yes. Miguel saw snakes. Everybody saw snakes. Yeah. I'm with Kay on this one. Like Me too. sure. Maybe it's not aliens, but what else could it be? Yeah. You know,
1: what other, And she did see the
0: bitch flying. What explanation could it be? Right. And she saw her flying.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So K is, you know what? Right now I'm on team K, but literally uh, in about half an hour, I will be, I will abhor K. Yeah.
0: No, I'm only, I'm only on team I'm not really on team K. I'm just saying K is right in this instance. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like right now she is right. Mm-hmm. She is wrong. 99% of the rest of the shit though. Yeah. Everything else. All right. You ready to move on? I think we should.
1: All right. Shoese. Shall we? Mm-hmm. At first, Luis and Sheridan don't buy Eve's story about what really went down during hypnosis, but eventually they come around They start to reconnect emotionally and flirt a little bit before Luis repeats how all the Cranemen are evil, that Sheridan is a good person, and that he will continue to investigate the Cranes for his father's disappearance. Julian receives somewhere between one and four phone calls from Alistair to discuss how important it is for Ethan to marry Gwen and how he needs to keep Sheridan away from Luis. Meanwhile, Eve feels terrible about her lie and cries on Father Lonigan's shoulder about how she's covering up a murder. Yep. It was weird. Yep. it was weird. And like we started going somewhere and then we just didn't do it. And we ended up exactly where we started. Yep. It's kind of a waste of our time.
0: Yep. <laughs> no, I'm I this week. Where we ended with shoeies really irritated me mm-hmm. where we but they had to do it. Yeah. Like where we ended with them was annoying with for me this week. But it they had to do it because we have so many fucking loose ends in this story. Yep. Right, so they had to bring it back anyway. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. So Luis has some misgivings about Eve's explanation, right?
1: Yeah, why stay quiet and watch this whole saga play out in front of you if you do, if you had a simple explanation?
0: Like, why just stand there and watch this happen? Yep, he asks her, why would you let Sheridan think she killed my father and tell all of us that she killed my father and like fall to fucking pieces if you knew the whole time. I'm just not buying it, basically. Right. Um, and he says he gets the feeling that Eve is trying to keep Sheridan from connecting her nightmares to his father's disappearance. Mm-hmm. And then he speculates that Julian and Alistair got to her, and um, he then he demands the truth. He says, I, you know, I think that they're threatening you, and I understand that you may feel threatened, but understand that I will take care of
1: you kind of thing. And Sheridan steps up and agrees. She tells Eve, I'm ready to face the consequences. I need to know the truth. Whatever whatever it is, you need to tell me. So they present a very united front, and Eve repeats her lie again. Says that uh, Sheridan's guilt about her difficult delivery that led to her mother's health problems has also led to her transferring this guilt to Martin's disappearance and taking on responsibility for it when it isn't really hers to bear.
0: Yeah, yeah, she she tells her lie again and then goes further saying that um she had to let Sheridan believe that she was a killer. And then relieve to her, I mean, and then reveal to her that she wasn't to rid her of this guilt. Like, that's crazy. Hank buys it though.
1: Hank is like, yeah, a uh, psychological childhood trauma makes way more sense than murder. It's like, well, maybe murder caused the fucking trauma. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hank.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had to, you had to believe you were a murderer before you could not believe you were a murderer. Like, right. What? It doesn't
1: make any sense.
0: What? It was so okay. Anyway, like like
1: she needed to to feel the guilt entirely so she could rid herself of
0: it. It makes no sense. No, I, it makes no sense. So, me while they're having this conversation, remember Eve taped that whole session and she drops the the cassette tape into her bag to hide it away so nobody asks about it. She's probably going to destroy it. But um you know, you know Eve Destroying, ev- Destroying evidence. Destroying evidence left and right. She threw Crystal shit in the river. She burned
1: down Orville's apartment. Mm-hmm. She put that cocaine in the in Crystal's box. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say she changed Ethan's birth record, but she didn't. She just lied she just, about it. She
0: simply lied about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, Eve is the Eve worst. Eve is a villain.
1: Eve should be with Alistair. And you know,
0: actually, just an aside about Eve real quick. I was thinking, Eve gives gave Chad a sedative when he needed antibiotics. Yeah. Like <laughs> he yep. gave him a sedative when he needed some fucking penicillin. Yeah. <laughs> For his wound. Angel of death.
1: I uh I don't know. I I was just musing out loud, but I was like Eve should be with Alistair. Right now they're the two evilest people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm oh, sorry. Did I
1: just say something? <laughs> Did I just pr- make a prediction?
0: It, you, you, it, I mean, you were you're
1: clo-
0: <laughs> so close. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Yeah.
1: yeah. Even Alistair is not right, but it's
0: close. Yeah. We're not. Let's not go there because it's so far from now. It's so far from now. We're very far. I think far- I just figured
1: something out. We're very
0: far from it. I think and I'm I just, sorry. No, I think
1: I just figured something out.
0: But... Uh, oh, I'll wait. Okay. We're so far from it. <laughs> I
1: think I just figured something out big time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sometimes it's hard for me <laughs> when you say things and i'm like oh how no, do i
1: yeah no no i mean yeah no it's all right all right, all right. i'll keep it to myself <laughs> i have no, i know so much of this show i've just it's it, it's not it's easy to figure out you know there's only so many players
0: it it is pretty easy to figure out there there's something there are some things i don't think you're gonna be able to figure out because it's it's so ridiculous yeah like yeah Okay. So, all right. yeah. Anyway, and mm, mm, moving on. Nope. I've I've done enough damage for today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. That's okay. All right. So, Eve says all this bullshit. Hank backs her up, and then Sheridan says, "You know, to she's, to Louise, you know, I believe Eve, Louise." And then she cites her ethics. <laughs> <laughs> she goes she goes, she wouldn't lie. it'd be unethical. <laughs> You're right. It is unethical. doesn't mean it wouldn't happen. <laughs> doesn't mean she didn't just fucking do it to you multiple times. Mm. Yeah, so Eve even Julian leave Hank also leaves separately. Um when Julian and Eve leave, they have a conversation outside mm-hmm. and Eve explains her decision to him about lying. Because he knows she's lying. And she, she says to him, I didn't do it to save myself. I did it to save Sheridan and Luis's relationship. Yeah, this this will give them a future. Because Julian congratulates
1: her on being such a great liar. And she's like, well, I have to preserve the love that they have. When did she become so invested?
0: Since when? Why uh, In something that happened months ago and yeah. has not been rekindled. Yeah. So they have this conversation Eve says that bullshit and back inside Sheridan is relieved that she didn't kill Luis's father and Luis is relieved as well (laughs) and
1: Sheridan says I couldn't stand to see the hatred in your eyes if I had turned out to be the killer and Luis says I could have never hated you no matter what and then they hug and then
0: We feel the stirring of emotions between them. Mm -hmm. Louise like, showers Sheridan with all these wonderful compliments about who she is as a person and that she has integrity and that she is so um, poised and strong. Yeah, resilient. All these wonderful things about her. And and says that he admires... He says he admires her. He does. And
1: she says, thank you. Uh, You know, I recognized when we met that I had an attitude. I had a chip on my shoulder and I was pretty shitty to you. And she's like, and I recognize that a lot of that probably stems from this guilt that I've been carrying. And like they... And, and now I'm ready to be the person I really am. And like they really... We have a beautiful moment between them. A they,
0: lovely fucking moment. For like a couple of episodes. Yeah. It, they have a really nice conversation mm-hmm. and they go on a walk around the grounds, and they're talking and they're, they're getting closer and they're sharing their feelings with one another. And then Louis says that he's glad that Sheridan made a breakthrough, but he feels like he made a breakthrough as well. He now believes that his father was killed and that the cranes definitely had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to go off on how All the Crane men are evil. Uh Uh-oh. Alistair's evil. Julian's evil. Your nephew, Ethan, is evil. Yeah, but Sheridan defends Ethan. She says he's different. He's not like Alistair and um, Julian. And Luis says to her, he says, maybe he wasn't before, but I've seen how he's been since he's gotten back. I've seen how he talks to me how he talks to Sam, how he talks to you. Yes. And we have pointed that out. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, yeah, I
1: felt ni- I felt nice to have Louise say it because yeah, we've seen Ethan throw his weight around in, in a pretty nasty way with the person who is supposed to be his favorite.
0: Yeah, and then she goes, "Well, he was just trying to protect our family." It's like, but that's the that's the same reason that Julian and Alistair give mm-hmm. that we're protecting the family. It's like, no, you're protecting your own ass. You're mm-hmm. not protecting the family. But anyway, uh, then Louise starts going off on like. I'm so glad Teresa gave up on Ethan because I could never let her hook up with him. I, I, It would be awful if they fell in love. I could never let this happen. I basically hate him. Yeah, All of these things. And they have this disagreement about Ethan specifically, mm-hmm. but they don't fight about it, they which e- was
1: so nice. And they even comment on it. You know, Sheridan was like, you know, it's great that. She's like, this is a step forward. We've gotten to a place where we have a disagreement, but we don't end up name calling and yelling at each other over it. She's like, this is
0: growth. Yeah. (laughs) So then Louise goes home and Ethan, who is actually over at the Lopez Fitzgerald home, which we will get to comes to the cottage. So these two characters will switch places. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll just talk about that later. Yeah. But just know that this conversation was happening at the same time as another conversation, you yeah. know, that are inter- interwoven, interconnected, yes. right? Because yes. we all know what's going on with Ethan right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we shall discuss. Mm. So before we leave Shawice, we need to talk about Eve at the fucking church. We need to talk about Eve at the church. She goes straight from
1: Sheridan's cottage to Christ Episcopal Catholic Reformatory, whatever the fuck this church is,
0: Christian Science Church, Christian
1: Christian Science Church of Crane, and <laughs> and finds Father Lonigan, and uh, she asks him if is it ever okay to lie, Father, and he says, well, a white lie can be forgiven, and she's like, well, I don't know if it's a white lie, but I did cover up a murder to save a relationship. Like, what? And he's like, excuse me, and she said, well, I I lied to cover up something something horrible that would have destroyed a young couple's love and tells him everything.
0: Yeah, and then she yeah she goes, I did it to save true love, but Father Lonigan calls her on her bullshit, which I really appreciate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I loved this because I'm so glad that we're not that they didn't actually create this moment where Eve all of a sudden for some reason cares about Louise and Sheridan's relationship we know that is not true so i'm glad that they addressed it yeah it's an excuse
1: she doesn't want to have her past outed and she's trying to pretend that this is why she's doing it for this noble reason and not for the selfish reason of protecting her Uh own ass father
0: lonigan basically says that without the curse words (laughs) no but (laughs) you know he says he says you know you are you sure you did it just to save their love or are you did you do it because you identify with Sheridan because she has this huge secret that would destroy her life and her future. And you also have told me you have a huge secret that will, could destroy your life and your future. And you identify with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But also the fact that Alistair and Julian threatened to out you Mm -hmm. completely. Yeah, so
1: Father Lonigan speaks some truth, and Eve falls to pieces. She's sobbing. She ends up leaning in, and he puts his arm around her to comfort her. And who should walk in?
0: T.C. angrily enters the church and goes... What the hell is going on here? And then he jacks up Father Lonigan. He
1: pulls the man off of Eve and is like, who the fuck are you? Oh, it's Father
0: Lonigan. Sorry. Oh my gosh, Father. I'm so sorry. I just saw my wife crying and a man and I didn't know. What? Is, yeah. What? Are you serious right now, TC? What the fuck? What the fuck is this character they have written in this man? Seriously.
1: And are you serious, Father Lonigan, who looks at TC and says, anger is never the solution. That's all he says? So That's all your, you
0: say? Get your grimy ass hands off of me. Yeah. She's He's like, up. oh yeah, I
1: just saw my wife crying and I thought that you had done something to her. It's like,
0: she, you're, his arm is around her and she's crying. It's clearly a, a, a position of comfort. But then TC never even asks her what is wrong. Never. He does not even ever ask her, why were you crying? It doesn't come up. He just goes, OK, baby, I'll see you at home mm-hmm, and leaves. and leaves. So you just cared that there was another man there. You didn't care about what was going on with her, what her feelings were.
1: Well, when has he ever?
0: He's only ever cared about her being near. Same thing
1: with his daughters, being around a boy, being around another man. Like mm-hmm. he's there's some like sexist stuff going on there.
0: Yeah, for I sure. Mean,
1: mm-hmm. some some ownership stuff.
0: Yep some misogyny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so that's pretty much it right that's pretty much it i i do think we should
1: talk a little bit about julian and oh, alistair and yeah. ivy
0: we absolutely need to talk about julian and alistair very quickly yes yeah alistair and julian have a phone call phone call conversation they have a, many many phones calls in these episodes um alistair's wearing his uh like I don't know, a kimono? They're both
1: wearing, like, smoking jackets. They're both wearing, but one is black and gold and the other is red and gold or something.
0: Oh, I thought Alice's looked more um, Asian-inspired. A lot of
1: his stuff is. Like, we've seen samurai swords and bonsai trees. and Yeah. yeah, Maybe he's in Japan or something.
0: But he has a conversation with Julian about um, breaking up Luis and Sheridan again. And we find out that, Julian still has that mask, so this is coming up again. Mm-hmm. Thank God, honestly, it need it needs to come back up again.
1: Yeah, well, this is one of those loose ends that you were talking about. It's like, well, they have to deal with this. So everything that happened with Sh- with Shuis in these episodes, where oh my God, she's the murderer, and now they're going to hate each other, and no, they're not going to hate each other. They're going to love each other. They're each other's love of their lives. It's like, well, we have to address all of the stuff that that got them here to the point that they didn't like each other to begin with. So it's all coming back to the surface. Yeah.
0: So they're having this conversation about this mask and figuring out how to keep Julian sorry keep Sheridan and Luis apart. Like he's like we still have to do this fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Meanwhile Sheridan and Luis are now having conversations apart from each other. They have Luis has gone home. Ethan has come over to the cottage and Sheridan has a conversation with ethan and tells him how great things are with louise and then at the end of the conversation ethan says yeah but i can't help but remember a couple of months ago y'all fell all the way out and you went all the way to fucking paris because of the things that he said you were saying you were feeling this way before and you felt so good about louise before and then that happened and she was like oh yeah i forgot about that she's like I completely forgot I completely forgot he called me a spoiled princess and said he was using me on the wharf right she had forgotten about it meanwhile Louise is having that the reverse of that conversation or basically that same conversation with Teresa where she Teresa brings up Sheridan and he he goes oh yeah actually because she she (laughs) she reminds him remember she went to Paris and and y'all are back you were so hurt I could tell you were so hurt and now you're you love her so much, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Oh yeah, I forgot that happened. These two people just forgot this thing happened. And he, in his perspective, you know, he was like, she just up and left and didn't, wouldn't tell me. And then smacked me (laughs) a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we are with Mm Mm-hmm. That's where we actually ended with them this week. They were in a good place. And then they are reminded of the imposter thing. And, the imposter shit's about to blow up again Mm -hmm. for sure. Well, Julian still has that stupid mask.
1: How would, how has he still not gotten rid of that thing? Yeah. I, cause it has been months. It's
0: been so long. Yeah. But you're going to love the reveal. Oh boy. You're going to love it. I just know how much you loved the last one.
1: I loved the last one. It was so <laughs> stupid.
0: Ripping that face off. Yeah. Oh, so gonna, stupid. I, th- I think you're I think you going to like the, the mask shit that comes up. Oh boy. Yeah. But anyway, should we move on to fate? A case of mistaken identity. Yeah. We've got a lot
1: to talk about with fate. All right.
0: Before we move on, we have to give our shout outs to our patrons. Thank you so much to Munashe, Marcus, Erica, Brelyn, Lisa, Zach, Sid, Serana, Dustin, Heather, Randall, Bridget, Ashley, Hannah, Camellia, Monique, and Samantha. Thank you all so much for being patrons. Ooh, ooh. Thank you. And if you would like to become a patron, you can just hop on over to patreon.com passionspodcast and sign on up.
1: Yep, we have a variety of tiers and you can choose what suits you best.
0: Yeah, whatever. So thank you all for your support. Yep, we love it. We want some more of it. We like it. We, we love, love it. it. We, we want, want some, some more, more of it. it. All right. <laughs> so we're going on to fate
1: now. Yeah, let's talk faded couples. All right. So as Ethan comes to terms with his feelings for Teresa, Chad encourages him while Pilar tells him point blank that his family wouldn't allow a romance with her daughter to move forward. Ethan keeps trying to get Teresa and Gwen together to discuss his feelings, but Gwen ignores half a dozen phone calls so she can argue with her mother. Teresa pushes until Ethan finally reveals to her that he loves her and intends to call off his wedding, which is merely days away. Mm. She is ecstatic. They both decide to tell their families the good news, but are met with obstacles. Whitney and Chad recap the Gwen Teresa Ethan love triangle ad nauseum. Somehow, this brings them closer to revealing their feelings for each other until Kay interrupts and tells maybe the nastiest lie yet that Chad has knocked up a high school student and is refusing to acknowledge the girl or the pregnancy.
0: Yeah. You done? I'm done. Okay, let's start with Chad and Whitney. Let's start with Chad and Whitney. (laughs) Yes, that's where I would like to start. Let's start with Chad and Whitney, because your summary hit the nail on the head. They recap about uh, uh, those other two. Whitney, Teresa. (laughs) What are those people's names? Gwen,
1: Ethan, and Teresa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, they recap so fucking much, and somehow it brings them closer together. I don't understand it. I didn't know how to write it down. I was like... Now they're close. I don't know. I don't understand. I think I think
1: the idea is Chad sees Ethan being honest about his feelings, which makes him want to be honest. Plus, they had that little pact. And the same thing is true for Whitney. She sees Teresa getting what she's always wanted. She sees Teresa putting herself out there, sees the vulner- vulnerability uh, yielding the desired result, and thinks, well, maybe I should do the same. Plus, she also has her pact with Teresa. So I, I guess that's we're supposed to glean that this is how these two are... Are, are admitting their feelings for each other, but I didn't care for it. No. I don't like their love story being some wrapped up in somebody else's shit. Yeah. It should be about them.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So that all happened. And I was very like, okay, this is how we're going to do this. And then they're at a point where Chad has like pulled from Whitney some, some, some feelings And he's asking her to tell him how she really feels. And she's standing in front. She's just a girl standing in front of a boy. And she's like, there is something that I should have told you a long time ago. Like, I do need to tell you something. And just just then Kay and Simone waltz in. And uh, Kay gets the scheming immediately. Oh, immediately. She's like, I see something
1: I don't like. I'm going to interrupt real quick. I'm going to send Simone to the kitchen to make a snack for
0: Chad, and while she's busy, I'm going to come out here and do the devil's work. Oh my gosh. So she gets Chad and and Whitney separated cuz she has Whitney go check the messages on the machine or some bullshit. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Um but they they she gets them separated and then she goes to Chad and is like um you haven't forgotten that you kissed and kissed Simone and told her you love her, right? And he's like, "No." But and she's like, well, I hope you're not I hope you're not going to go back on that because, you know, remember, Simone has that eating disorder and Chad Chad does what I would have done, which is, are you sure? Because I've never seen it like I've never I've never noticed anything. And like when people have disordered eating, like, you know, a lot of time if you spend time with them, you will notice it. You'll notice when someone's not eating every time you get together, like they just won't eat the food. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. And uh, she was like, no, I, I caught her binging the other day. She was like, she pretended like she wasn't hungry. And then I saw her like e- eating so much food, all this. They say she has an eating disorder,
1: but they aren't clear about it. And then they start t- talking like she's bulimic, bulimic. and anorexic at yeah. the same time. And I know sometimes disorders can can go hand in hand like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, But it, it just seems like they haven't done the work to to." to try
0: you know what i think it is i what i'm gonna say is the reason they haven't done the work to try is because Kay would never do the work to try mm. it's because Kay would just make some bullshit up mm-hmm. some nonsense up she's 15 maybe That's true and, she, and her- she's saying what she knows about eating disorders that's true that's a good point point. and she's
1: also just telling enough to one person and then swearing them to secrecy so that they're so so that people won't put it together so yeah you're right
0: yeah, yeah. so she takes chad to the kitchen to see Simone making food, he's like, she's like, see, look at her cooking. I was
1: like, what does this mean? Well, because they had just come from a party where she saw her binging, and they're oh, here, and then right. here she is making two giant sandwiches. Right, and then Chad, like, she's like, uh, she sends Chad into the kitchen and and Simone gives him both sandwiches yeah. and she, and he's like don't you want one she's like no no i'm not hungry which would make sense Which if you saw her venting. yeah and so now so now he's like wait maybe some maybe there is something to this yeah cuz
0: he doesn't know either he yeah. doesn't know so meanwhile while he's in the kitchen she goes over to talk to Whitney and she goes Whitney did you hear about Tiffany and <laughs> when he's like what about what about Tiffany the girl that hangs out at the book cafe and she's like yeah I heard she's
1: pregnant. She's Preguntes. Prank, pranked.
0: <laughs> Prego- <Gandhi. laughs> Prego. That
1: pregogagandi, Prego. I, I I'm one of these days, that video is so stupid. I love it. It's hilarious.
0: <laughs> and you saw the? I showed you the video of them. They made the song about it. I don't remember The TikTok. It. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, so she goes, "Tiffany's pregnant," and then she says. And yet it's so sad because the the dad seems to have, like, turned his back on her. And Whitney says, well, who is it? And Kay says, well, that's the worst part. People are saying it's Chad. Mm. Here's my problem with this. If you are, if you know this thing about Chad, why would you be trying to push your friend, your friend Simone onto him? Right? Like, if I were Whitney, I would be like, then why are you trying to push Simone on him so hard if right. you know he's a bad guy? Also, when... When did this happen? When? 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 when. How pregnant
1: is she? Because uh, if I recall correctly, he was in the hospital and then he was. uh, Oh, no, he was under a pile of bricks and then he was in the hospital and then we were in the water and then he's been at our house. So when?
0: When? Seriously. Unless she's super pregnant. Yeah. But but if she were super pregnant, then Whitney would know. Yeah. Right. Like she would be showing. So she's. If she's pregnant at all, she's at most a month, two months pregnant. Yeah, Tiffany Thomas. So, was that her last <laughs> that name? was her last <laughs> name. I wrote it down. <laughs> I just remembered her name was Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany Thomas. So, so, but Whitney falls for it. Of course she does because she, mm, I don't know. Whitney's annoying. Whitney is annoying in the way that. Eve is annoying sometimes More, like like mother like daughter Yeah like she just takes things at complete at face value sometimes which is it's only for herself though she doesn't do it for Teresa
1: Yeah, she there's no like investigative strategy to anything that she hears pertaining to herself. So
0: when Chad comes back out of the kitchen, she's sitting at the computer and then she gives him the fucking cold shoulder. Mm -hmm. She's like mean to him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, you were going to tell me something earlier. She says she goes, it doesn't matter. (laughs) And he's like,
1: well, why are you being distant right now? And she says, well, it doesn't matter because I'm obviously not your type. And basically, she tells him, go back to where you came, came from. from. Yeah. Which.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So that's what's going on with Chad and Whitney, which is annoying. It's so annoying. Yeah. Oh, God. This is frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. This is a frustrating show. Because <laughs> Kay is not trustworthy. And Whitney knows that. Why would Wit Like, I get... Chad listening to her because he doesn't know her that well. Kay grew I mean, Whitney grew up with Kay. Mm-hmm. She knows Kay. She doesn't like Kay at all. At all. At
1: all. When she's constantly saying, I'm on to you. When Kay came into the house and was like, Oh, maybe we should call your mom to see if it's okay if I sleep over here. Whitney's like, You sleep over here every night. Why wouldn't it be okay? like, <laughs> yeah. she snapped at she's her. like you're
0: here more than you are at your own house. <laughs> like, Whitney does not like Kay. No, and who could? Uh, Grace if she knew her she wouldn't mm, she doesn't because grace and sam don't know their own kids true 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 they don't know their own kids that one's off at college or wherever the fuck he is Noah's is at private school all they do is work jessica to the fucking bone <laughs> to pay for noah to go to private <laughs> school <laughs> <laughs> and they and Kay's apparently at the russell home more than she's at her own mm. although it used to be simone was at their house all the that's time that's true but should we talk about Gwen
1: and Rebecca before we go into the Ethan Teresa stuff?
0: You know what? I don't think that's a bad idea. Okay. So
1: um, if we remember, Gwen and Rebecca have rushed off to, another, to the Rich People Hospital because Gwen's father has had a heart attack. And um, when we get there, we learn that there has not been a heart attack. He just had indigestion. Yeah. Is that a thing? I mean, I know indigestion is a thing, but it does it present with the same symptoms as a, as a heart attack?
0: Okay, this is what I imagine happened. That this man had like indigestion, and it was like his t- chest was tight and whatever, and they called an ambulance and they sent him off somewhere, and his secretary called and told Gwen that he had a heart attack oh.
1: that's
0: what I'm that's what I'm guessing I don't okay. know though right. because because I have seen in other shows I don't know anything about the medical validity of it but I have seen that in other shows where it's like oh you just had gas mm. you know mm-hmm. they have it they call it like a um an angina like a small cardiac event but that's not what indigestion is yeah I so. <laughs> girl i don't know (laughs) well either way
1: i thought it was really stupid
0: and um
1: anyway so so we hear that very quickly and then rebecca immediately starts uh telling gwen that she needs to treat ethan like an investment Mm -hmm. and she needs to protect that investment Mm -hmm. and uh well they they argue a little bit and then gwen eventually tells her mother don't worry if I felt any threat I would destroy that the person who presented the threat I think she says I would rip
0: that little slut limb from limb that is what I wrote that is what I wrote down so I believe you're correct And,
1: and Rebecca is very happy to hear this and then Ethan calls and leaves a voicemail and we learn that and Gwen and Rebecca listen to this voicemail come in and do not answer and Gwen says oh this is the fifth message from ethan calling to check in and they know that that he that their gwen knows her father is fine has listened to five messages come in from ethan and has not responded to a single one to let her fiance know that her that his soon-to-be father-in-law is fine and instead is arguing over her arguing with her mother Whatever. I just was like, Mm, what the fuck are these people's priorities?
0: Their priorities are becoming Mrs. Crane. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. And yeah, I had the same thought. I was like, why won't you call that man back? Because she doesn't want to talk to him. Yeah. She doesn't want to hear from him. She's trying to make it over the finish line. Yeah, I think so. I think so. She's trying to make it over the finish line. But she... She um during this time where she's ignoring Ethan's phone calls, she says to Rebecca, she says, if Ethan was going to leave me for someone, do you really think it would be for the housekeeper's daughter? Ha 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 ha. Girl,
1: girl, Rebecca, girl. Rebecca
0: calls Teresa a half breed social climber. Mm-hmm. Rebecca also says, Gwen, I'm just worried because. I basically, she played the role of Teresa to some other woman's Gwen in her marriage. Yes, we learned that Gwen's father was originally
1: engaged to another woman. And when Rebecca spotted him, she said, he's going to be mine. And then she made it happen. And so she, yeah, she was the other woman. And uh, Gwen's father broke off the engagement, ended up with Rebecca. And we got Gwen Hotchkiss. As the result.
0: Yep. yep. So Rebecca says, that's why I'm worried because I know that it ain't over till it's over. Mm. Because I did the same thing Teresa's trying to do to you. Mm -hmm. Mm. Except except Teresa's not doing anything to her, to be honest, at this point. Mm. Teresa's not doing anything to her. Mm -hmm. Ethan did something to her. Ethan did something to her. But it was an interesting uh, little insight into it Rebecca. Is. It definitely is. It, is. it also makes me wonder what her social class is. hmm Like, I, I, I imagine she, obviously, well, not obviously, because we don't know. I imagine she's not um, from a necessarily working poor family like L- Teresa is. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I kind of imagine her f- being from a kind of middling social family where it's like they have... They have uh, a country club. They go to a country club, but they're not like elite, if that makes sense. Like,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they, you know, I think she's from like upper middle class. We think we're elite, but we're not really. Yeah. You know, kind of like uh, Elizabeth Bennett's family.
0: Yeah, and how then, they
1: like they're there, but they're they're actually very embarrassing.
0: They have access to yeah. the
1: elites, but they are not elite. But they are not, yeah. yeah. And then she kind of like broke into the world by inserting herself into this uh, mm-hmm. relationship with, yeah. I don't know Gwen's dad's name,
0: Mr. Hotchkiss. Yeah, we don't know his name, Peter Hotchkiss. Yeah, let's go. That sounds right. Really? Yeah, I don't think it is, but that I can't think, be right. <laughs> but it sounds right to me. All right. Um. So they finally get Ethan. she finally calls oh no Ethan calls right and he, no she calls Ethan she eventually she calls, calls Ethan. Ethan back she finally calls Ethan back and they have a, a what you could call a conversation
1: yeah um Ethan asks if he can come over because he wants to talk with Gwen and she pushes him off until the morning saying it's been a long day I'm really tired let's wait till tomorrow And um, while she's on the phone with him, some gifts arrive from Mm -hmm. Julian. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because
0: did we talk about that phone call? No, let's talk
1: about that. Let's talk about that phone call. So in one of the many phone calls between Julian and Alistair, uh, we learn that this crane Hotchkiss wedding merger is a huge investment for the cranes. And Alistair is dead set on making this wedding happen. And is very upset when Ivy joins the conversation and tells on Julian that he has almost (laughs) single-handedly destroyed this wedding by trying to push Ethan to sleep with Teresa and has done so in front of Gwen. Mm -hmm. And so in order to smooth this situation over and ease Rebecca's fears, uh, Julian has decided to send over some family
0: heirlooms. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, An antique diamond brooch. And some pearls, a some string of pearls, all, pearl all of lavaliers. Pearls that uh, are heirlooms. I think the brooch belonged to his grandmother, and then the pearls were his mother's or something, one, like, something that. like that. Something yeah. like that. But they're priceless, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alistair says that. And Alistair actually, get, for once, gives Julian like uh, a compliment. Kinda. He's like, <laughs> Kinda. He's like, Well, this is. you finally did something kind of right yeah yeah i was like yeah but if the f- wedding doesn't go off you're gonna have a hard time getting those priceless heirlooms back that is correct yeah and so gwen receives these presents while
1: she is on the phone with ethan and she and rebecca open them up while ethan is on the other end of the phone
0: and they're basically screaming yeah <laughs> oh my god Ethan you have to see it it's all diamonds he's like I have seen it yeah
1: thrilled is an understatement it's my family heirloom (laughs) yeah Gwen and Rebecca are I don't even know how to explain how excited they are and Ethan is doesn't doesn't care about about it well that's not fair he he he's he's not impressed by the jewelry but he's really upset that these Gifts have been distributed on his behalf without his knowing when he has every intention of calling off the wedding. Yeah.
0: He's like, this is going to make it a lot harder for me to call off the wedding. When Rebecca sees these fucking um, heirlooms, she practically comes like (laughs) she does. She does. Yeah. It's great. They are, they are having a time with these things. Yeah. But I think that's just such a good insight into what it is that they actually care about. Yeah. I would agree. Cause this, these gifts are what make Rebecca think, okay, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Not (laughs) even though Rebecca is absolutely right. And Ethan has shown her, shown her nothing to the contrary, to be honest, Mm -hmm. in these last few episodes, Mm -hmm. shown her nothing to, he's shown her a lot of red flags and uh, she, she says herself that she knows the signs. She's well, She's seen it. She's lived it out. I guess this jewelry has made her decide that she was wrong. Yep. So yeah, Ethan realizes it's going to be h- harder than ever to tell Gwen mm-hmm. and call off the wedding. But let's talk about what happens before all of that. Yep. Let's roll it all the way
1: back. Back to the hospital where Teresa <laughs> has no injuries other than a broken heart. And Ethan has loved her back to life
0: (laughs) wake me up inside wake me up inside call my name and save me from the dark bid my blood to run before i come undone save me from the nothing i've become you're welcome. Oh, God. I'm going to sing that at karaoke tonight. Evanescence. I'm going to have to. You're, I can't wait. You're going to do it. We're going to birthday karaoke tonight. I'm woo, so woo, excited. Woo, 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 woo. Passionistas, please wish
1: my lovely host, Latara, a, a, a happiest of birthdays. A
0: happiest of... Thank you. Yes, thank you. Anyway. um, So, yeah, once he's loved her back to life, <laughs> <laughs> which is what he did... Yeah um they have to
1: deal with the the aftermath of this situation Mm -hmm. uh which is a lot of people finding out from other people about what's going on um Chad says hey Ethan man cool pat on the back good for you for doing you and Ethan's like well I still have to tell everyone what's going on and Chad's like well what is your decision and Ethan for the longest time basically is like I'm not going to tell anyone until I tell Gwen and Teresa together but that plan doesn't really work (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. because uh In this conversation with Chad, he does say, I love them both, which we know. Mm -hmm. Now we are aware of. I love them both. And then Chad advises Ethan to postpone his wedding. Chad is the one that says that to him. Mm -hmm. He goes, I think you should postpone your wedding until you work out all of your feelings. And Ethan, like, scoffs at the idea. He basically says, like, this is a huge thing. I can't just call it off. That's what he says. That's where we start with Ethan. Right. Right. And then... Chad says, well, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Very astute. Yep. And uh, Ethan,
1: well, Ethan then runs into Pilar, who who has gotten to the hospital, and um, talks with her a little bit. And she basically says, you know, Ethan, I appreciate you being here, but maybe it's best that you and Teresa don't see each other for a while. And he was like, he basically refused to promise that. And she... I don't they didn't necessarily have a, a straight conversation about it, but she very clearly said to him that your family would not allow anything to go forward between anyone other than Gwen. Basically saying, stay away from Teresa if you know what's good for you.
0: Yeah. And then Ethan says, if my mother knows I love Teresa, she'll accept her. And Pilar's like, no, she won't. Pilar tells him, you know, that's
1: not true. Mm.
0: And then Ethan realizes that Pilar is right. And yeah, he but he says he still thinks that they want they what they want for him is just for him to be happy. He thinks. He thinks that they think that his marriage to Gwen is what's going to make him happy. And that's what they care about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks they care about his happiness. And so he thinks that if he tells them like Teresa is what I want and is what will make me happy. He, feel, he feels like he knows for sure that that Ivy will go along with it for some reason. And he thinks that his father and grandfather will come around. And because you know they what? want him to be happy. They don't give a fuck about your happiness. I think if Ivy wasn't on the
1: vengeance train, she would be. She would be. She would want Ethan to be happy and find real love. But I think she is like so laser focused on Sam's son becoming the head of the Crane family because it's gonna stick it to them and also put him in a position to be successful um, in whatever he wants. That 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 has superseded her her holier than thou
0: love will win and like i said last week ivy's a fucking hypocrite Mm -hmm. she's a fucking hypocrite she is doing she is doing the exact same thing her father did to her to ethan at this point she even says she even says in that in that phone call with um with alistair she says uh ethan must marry gwen at all costs and that she will do whatever it takes to make sure it goes off as planned. Mm-hmm. She, she she says, I don't care what I have to do. Huh?
1: Yeah. Huh? We're, we're finally hearing this stuff from the Crane family, which had been implied before, but it had never been explicitly stated. And now we are really hearing every single person in this, in both of these families talking about how important this the uh, this marriage is, so...
0: Yeah. So Ethan, Teresa, Teresa's uh, uh, being released from the hospital. Ethan says she he wants to drive them home. Pilar says, no, we can get a cab. But he's like, I insist. So he in he forcefully makes them all go into his car and he takes them home. And then he goes into Pilar's fucking home. And makes her go to another room so he can talk to Teresa. (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to me. This grown man now has like this weird dominion over your kid. Mm. And what over your say about her. Mm -hmm. She's a
1: child. Mm. Yeah. We keep, uh, well, this has been an issue from the beginning where passions keeps treating Whitney and Teresa like they are adults when they are not, <laughs> I mean, maybe they've turned eighteen, but these girls are in high school exactly, and I don't believe we've seen a graduation, no, so maybe they're just now seniors,
0: although I guess actually it is the summertime, it's the summertime, but and we they did were not do in a graduation, their se- they were so. in their senior year at the beginning of the of begin- at the beginning of this show, yeah, well, I mean. We'll see. So they must have graduated.
1: They didn't tell us. They didn't show us. I mean, did we know they were seniors?
0: I feel or like Or did I we did. just assume
1: that because Miguel drives and Te- Teresa's older, so we assumed Miguel's 16, so he's either a sophomore or a junior, which means that Teresa's either a junior or a senior.
0: Yeah, and I recall, I don't think they necessarily said senior, but I recall um, Luis talking about college for Teresa. And Miguel. Yeah, I don't know. Shit. Either way, either way, they've
1: really blurred the lines, which is super fucked up. And I hate it. And I'm not going to go on a whole like
0: rant about it because I've done that a lot. Mm -hmm. But it's messed up. Yeah. Well, again, Ethan now has like control over this whole situation at Pilar's fucking house, Mm. which is annoying to me. Mm. Like I work for you. He's her employer. Yeah. There's so many issues here. He, he begins to leave and then Teresa says, oh, you know, I need to know what it is that you want to say to me. Like, I need to know tonight. I know you think it's unfair to Gwen, but it's unfair to me to make me feel like this for me to have to like linger like this, uh, which is true. Mm-hmm. And
1: so she says, if you can't say it, that's fine. But if you don't love me, I need you to turn away, turn around and walk away from me. And so he stands there and stares her straight in her eyes. And she says, I knew it. I knew you loved me. And then they kiss.
0: Passionately. Passionately, These two. Passionately. Teresa is thrilled. But the mood is very quickly dampened. When Ethan tells Teresa that he made a mistake and should have walked off, what is he doing?
1: I know. He does this back and forth. And I don't... I don't get it. I, I, it. It's stupid. I don't really want to spend a lot of time on it. I just want to get to the part where they go to the wharf to talk because okay. Ethan Ethan goes back. He waffles. He's been waffling for, I don't know, epi- episodes, tens of episodes. <laughs> Who do I love? Who do I want to tell? What do I want to say? How do I want to say it? So he finally takes her to the wharf to talk about it and uh, talk about what the future means for for them all, for him, for her, and for Gwen.
0: Yeah. So he like recaps all of how he grew all these feelings for Teresa and how it just kind of happened. And he says he loves Teresa, but he can't bring himself to hurt Gwen. And then he starts to get really agitated about the wedding and how he's like, and if I don't marry her, it's so complicated because my family's really looking forward to it. And nobody even cares how I feel about, he's like going off Mm -hmm. and I can't, I can't hurt her and all of this shit. And Teresa takes this as like, oh, you're going to marry Gwen. She's very hurt. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I see. You're, you're going to. So you're still going to marry her because you're family. Mm-hmm. And then Ethan says, no, I'm not going to marry Gwen next week. Maybe that should be the fucking title. I'm not
1: uh-huh. going to marry.
0: I'm not going to marry Gwen next week. Mm. That's what he says to her. How could I when I know I love you? Boop, boop, boop. Then they start to make like this plan to tell Gwen all together. Can you imagine?
1: Teresa says Gwen will understand. She's going to be hurt,
0: but she'll understand and we'll tell her together. Can you fucking imagine? Like, if you need to break up with me and you need to tell me that you have fallen in love with somebody, great. We should do that one on one. Yeah. Don't bring her with you. Yeah. Don't bring her with you. Especially, especially if I know her, do not bring, cause it could be, it could turn into a double homicide. Especially like, if she's my maid of honor. Don't bring, don't do this. No, this is not this. She'll understand. She ain't gonna she's understand not shit. Gonna
1: understand, no,
0: no, she is not. Cause I wouldn't, Mm-mm. I wouldn't understand. Mm-mm. No, this if is some you, bullshit. If you and
1: Chaz told me that you were going to run don't, off together. Don't
0: even, <laughs> don't even start. <laughs> Let's not talk like that. And you know, I would get away with murder (laughs) for a while. You, you'd have to kill me first and bitch, I got the advantage over you right now. And you and I both know that I got the high, I got got the reach.
1: I got the reach.
0: Nah, no, no.
1: I know it wouldn't happen, but but if it did, yeah, it would be devastating, devastating,
0: horrible. Blacked out. I would. I would definitely black out. Yeah. I couldn't be held. It'd be. It'd be a Chicago situation. I can't I would, be held responsible for what I did. He ran into my knife. He I ran would, into my knife ten times.
1: I would destroy all of your possessions. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> all of them.
0: Yeah. Everything.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. No. That. Mm-hmm. We. No. Yeah. No. N- yeah. No. Like I'm not even with Justin anymore, and if you came to me and you were like, "Me and Justin are getting together," like we would have some big fucking issues. That'd be crazy. That would be great. I know. Just thinking about, I'm like, "Mm." no. And that's how I'm thinking about Chad. Like, "Mm." I don't know. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let's let's move on. Yeah. So they're like, we're gonna tell her together and eat. Then um, Ethan's like, yeah, we got to tell all the people in our lives. We have to be honest. I'm going to go right now and tell my family. So he goes to Sheridan.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And Teresa says, oh, I wonder what Luis's reaction will be. And she's like, well, you know what? He and Sheridan seem to be getting closer together. So maybe the conversation will go better than I think it will. So she goes back to the house to talk to Luis. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, Ethan goes to tell Sheridan about his news. And then Luis shows up at the house in a very good mood because he's been having such a good time with Sheridan and this makes Teresa so happy. Teresa's just like yeah I got him. Got him dead to rights. Love does conquer all and she's giddy. She's like I got to tell you something, Luis, the most wonderful thing has happened. I'm in love. And the guy that I love loves me back. And he's the most wonderful man in the world. And I can't wait to tell you who it is. And we do this for three episodes. Uh huh. (laughs) At one point, she prays to God.
1: Help me by helping Luis and Sheridan be together. (laughs) Yeah. She does a lot of
0: praying and bargaining. Yeah. (laughs) This this one. But her wish kind of comes true. Kinda come true. She wants Sheridan and Luis to be closer, and they are. And they are. Um. So she's. It takes her forever to get to the point where she's ready to say who it is, and then Pilar interrupts because right. Pilar's listening on from the kitchen, and she does not. Okay, she doesn't want Teresa to tell Luis about this, but somebody's gonna have to tell him at some fucking point. There's also some recap. Teresa recaps with Pilar, who recaps with
1: Miguel, who recaps with Teresa. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. go back and forth. And um, Miguel and Pilar, not only do they not want Luis to know, they're actually terrified of him yes! finding out. Like, like he's gonna go full TC on them or something. Yeah, I was
0: like, what has he? What What is it that is making them so scared?
1: They're yeah. terrified. Yes. Yeah. So what has happened? What kind of reaction has happened before? over something trivial that would cause them to be this fearful of the truth coming out.
0: I don't know if anything has necessarily happened. I think they just know how much he hates the cranes and cause they talk about how great Luis is. I don't know. And it's not like they've ever, they've given us no indication that Luis has ever been like violent towards any of them. I guess they worry that he'll go after Ethan.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, that's what I'm assuming from from these episodes. But without any history of it, why would why would you jump to that point? You know, if Louise has no I mean, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have, we have seen him jack up Julian. I've seen him jack up Sheridan
1: when he chloroformed her and oh yeah kidnapped her so
0: i guess i guess we I do have that. a
1: history of Louis yeah. Luis being rash
0: he crosses the he can cross some lines all right, right?
1: Well, answered our own question asked and answered so i guess they have a reason to be worried <laughs> he chloroforms <laughs> and kidnaps ethan i think the outcome would be different yeah much <laughs> much different
0: so um yeah, Pilar and Miguel have this conversation where they're very concerned. So, uh, also Miguel was dressed for his shift at Trader Joe's. <laughs> did you see? Did you perpetually, notice that perpetually dressed for his shift at Trader Joe's? He looked at, like particularly. He's got he and Reese. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dressed for their shift at Trader at TJ. Well, he's got to buy a new motorcycle now. Yeah. Well, and TJs does have very good. Um, pay yeah for, for that kind of job mm-hmm. you know they pay their employees well so yeah. he should be able to get his motorcycle up and running in no time yeah you know four or five years <laughs> on a trader Joe's salary yeah well he doesn't have any real bills he lives at home yeah he could probably That's do it in true, a month I suppose
1: in a month <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> if he put all puts all his money into all his motorcycle all of his hundreds of dollars yeah you all, can get, all, a, you can get an them? old motorcycle for like sixteen hundred dollars He's not going to make that much money in a month. He could. Okay. If it's the summertime and he's working like full time. They don't
1: let you work full time at those places though.
0: Yes, they do. You
1: always end up working part time at those kinds of places because they, because those companies don't want to pay for, but some people, f- for salaries but and benefits. Some
0: people do. And also it's t- the year 2000 and he doesn't actually work at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Let me have this. Damn. I'm just reminding you of how capitalism works. I know how capitalism works. That's why I watch this fucking show to escape it as much as I possibly can. All right. So, where the fuck were we? I have no idea. I have no idea. I think Teresa was. Trying to tell yes. Louise. So Teresa manages to talk to Luis out in the front yard. These people move around this house so fucking much. They're in one place and they're in another place. And now they're in the front yard, but Pilar and Miguel are in the house, whatever. So then she's standing in front of him in the front yard. And she's like, I got to tell you, Louise. And then he starts going off about how awful the cranes are out of nowhere. Mm. And that's when he realizes, oh yeah, that's, I, that's right. Sheridan fucking. Flew to Paris after she slapped me for absolutely no reason. Maybe I was wrong about my feelings for her. Mm-hmm. Makes it about him. Makes it about him. And Teresa's like, ooh, this backfired. <laughs> yeah, This didn't go
1: as I expected.
0: Yeah. But honestly, I'm just going to skip to the part where at the end of this, we do not, Louise still does not know who it is that Teresa is in love with. Right. We do this for a long, 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 long time. And eventually we get nothing. So let's go to the cottage where Ethan shows up to talk with Sheridan. Yes.
1: Uh, I loved it. (laughs) Um, Well, tell me about it. Yeah, he he gets there and... They recap every well. First of all, she tells him about the hypnosis and all this other stuff, and he's like, "Oh, great! So now you know it really was just a dream." And then he's like, "I have big news. I'm gonna call off the wedding. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> because I love Teresa." <laughs> yeah. And Sheridan's jaw hits the floor. She's like, "What? What?" And she 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 is speechless, but she's not judgmental, mm-hmm. you know. And I, you know, as much as we shit on Sheridan at the, in these first in these opening episodes of the show. I'm really starting to like her. Yeah. You know, she is supportive. She's pa- She's patient. She listens to him. She wants, you know, she's asking questions. She's sensitive to what he's, you know, what he's feeling. But basically she's
0: like, tell me everything, please. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, they may, they've done a good job with Sheridan. Honestly, yeah, they've done a good job developing Sheridan. Yeah. They really have. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's like, what, what, what's going on? He explains everything. And, she says to him, well, are you sure? Have you thought this through? Are you sure it's not just lust and infatuation? You have to think about that before you really talk to Gwen. And, um, he's like, no, I've thought about it. This is my decision. And she says, okay.
1: Um, One other thing, have you thought about the ramifications about what the Hotchkiss family will do, what the Cranes will do, what is going to happen with the Lopez Fitzgeralds when this comes out? Like, Mm -hmm. have you really thought about the consequences of what this means for everybody? Um, and he hasn't really.
0: No, but well, he has, but he doesn't have an. I want to say he doesn't have all the information, but he kind of does and is ignoring it. Yeah. Um. Cause, like I said, he knows that his family is going to be very unhappy. He, but he wrong, very wrongfully thinks that they care about his happiness, mm-hmm. and they don't. Right, including Ivy.
1: Yeah. Well, and when she brings up the families, Ethan is like, well, Teresa's over there telling Luis right now. And Sheridan's like, oh, my God, Luis is going to see red. Mm -hmm. And Ethan's like, well, maybe I should go help her tell him. And and Sheridan, I think rightly, is like, this is between their family. And if she wanted you there, she would have asked you to be there. Would you want her to be there when you tell Julian? Right. And Ethan's like, no, you're right. (laughs) So Sheridan kind of talks him down from doing something stupid. And uh, and this is when they have their conversation about her and Luis. And so everyone kind of ends up in this either back to the beginning or in a very uh, wishy-washy place.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And uh, this is also when he call he calls Gwen again to Mm -hmm. talk to her. And that's when the whole jewel thing happens. And he's like, shit, (laughs) because he wants to go over there to talk to her to call off the wedding. Right.
1: That's what he wants to talk to her about. But how can he call <laughs> off the wedding when his father uh, and grandfather have just sent priceless
0: heirlooms?
1: Millions of dollars of jewelry to this woman.
0: Yeah. So that's it for this week. That's it. We did it.
1: It is done. It is done. It is finished. It is finished. So you can check us out on our social media. We have TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
0: That's right. You can always shoot us an email at at passionspodcast.gmail.com and check out our website. We've got all the episodes and merch and all kinds of things, a forum, anything you want, go check out passionspodcast.com. And with that, you are my passion for life.